announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Put the music down. Put the music down. Put it down. Fuck, I just noticed. All right. We're, we're live, though, right? We're, oh, live, we're live. live. We're on. We're live. All right. Now put my volumes back up. Put my volumes back up. They up? They're up. Okay, here we go. Congratulations. You played yourself. Welcome to another episode of Lucha Outsider Show. All right. That's Leo. They just screwed up the whole operation. Okay. Should we do it now, like, so we can show people on camera? Yeah, just do it now. Just do it now. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to... Well, we're going to give everyone a proper introduction, but, you know, our rotating fourth, he's the DM in Dream Match Wrestling. He's the dream maker, or the maker of dreams, our boy, Mr. Dream. I'm sorry. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. I was so worried about the shot that's going to end up. I forgot to set up the shot right before. So, like, the people that are watching us, like, if I go to the three of us, like, everybody's out of place except for me. So, we're here. No! 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 Well, now that that everybody knows Mr. Dream is on the show, the only way you can fix this is by doing this, Leo. Go ahead. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And we we'll get to do this on the air now. Ready? Yeah, we'll get to do By the way, this is what Mario hears every time. Congratulations. You played yourself. I love how Leo just enjoying yeah. all this. <laughs> it's daylight savings fault. Yeah. <laughs> People that are on Facebook are seeing my face and disappointment. Yeah. New Jazz on the show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays shown, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, 
Mr. Rated Hour. <laughs> and our third man on the broadcast team. He is Mr. ROH, the guy that single-handedly took down the promotion. He is the analysis of the L-O-C. He is a straight shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I. That's right. Here I am, Mr. ROH. We the man that took down the whole operation. Listen, and, and it's not even Ryan's fault that Leo botched this no, whole no, no, intro. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> It's me, it's me. <laughs> but it is my fault, the Ring of Honor. Yeah, 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 that was your fault. For, <laughs> for not supporting the 3 a.m. Nebraska feed. Yeah, Nebraska. Woo! Okay, do it. let's Couldn't do it do early, it. guys. Since, let's go. Since Leo screwed up this whole yeah, operation. Sorry, Give me a sorry. second, guys. Ha- it's hashtag. Rebel time. Oh, my God, that tasted amazing. Well, okay, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lucha Outsider Show. <laughs> We're here. Do not. If you haven't tuned out yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't blame it. Yeah. Yeah. Blame hey, blame we, we have more ratings of the 3 a.m. Nebraska feed. I'll tell you that right now. Hashtag. That's for damn sure. Hashtag, not hard to do that. Yeah. Hashtag blame Leo. I'm not going to ask Leo how's he doing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Ryan, how are you, bro? I am good, man. I am good. A little tired. I was up late last night watching the UFC fights, mm-hmm. and then uh, we did get an extra hour of sleep, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, that still, seems like it's not too enough. much for me, but I'm here. To our rotating fourth, that wasn't a surprise because Leo boshed it. Is it running? No, 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 no. We already did it. We already did it. Mr. Dream, <laughs> how are you, bro? How are you? I apologize on Leo's behalf. I was very much looking forward to the applause and shit, man. Yeah, woo! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to thank you guys for having me, man. <laughs> How are you, bro? I totally forgot. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right. The equivalent of Leo's Bosch this morning is the equivalent of this. If you actually think. <laughs> that was, it was, that's the same so, equivalent. So that. nobody got to see this, but it was like deer in the headlights when I look over at Mario and I'm like, I fucked up. And Mario's like, <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we have Sorry. enough shenanigans to start this show, but hey. let's get into it. <laughs> you know, the last two weeks, in my opinion, have been a pretty depressing week in wrestling. There has been some good stuff, right? There has been some good stuff. Obviously, New Japan is alive and kicking again. Kent is the new United States champion, um, defeating Tanahashi. So there's been some good stuff. I'm not going to lie. You know, seeing Okada with that beautiful IWGP Heavyweight Championship always makes me smile. Uh, last night, I got to attend uh, MLW taping War Chamber. I thought the show was good. But there there has been some bad stuff, guys. And let's start with um, John Moxley. So it came out, I believe... Um, I believe it was the the night before Dynamite. I believe yeah. it was late Tuesday night. Uh, Tony Khan sent out a tweet saying that, uh, you know, the John, ratings. No, no, not the ratings, not the ratings. Uh, he said that John um, is going to, you know, uh, get his health back on track and he's going to um, go into an inpatient uh, alcohol, alcohol rehab center. And, dude, after reading that um, tweet, I was like, wow, it, it kind of – you know, took me by surprise a little bit, and I'm gonna say why it was a little bit in a bit. But it did, uh, it did hit me because I, I like John Moxley a lot. 
my dad was a big John Moxley fan. Uh, for my for my fellow Hispanic Latinos out there, for whatever reason, my dad used to call John Moxley a chelito. Don't ask why. A chelito. A chelito. I don't know why my dad would call John Moxley that, but he was a big fan of John Moxley. So this one this one hit uh, hit me hard a little bit. Um, also for other reasons. So then I only felt it was right. Like after hearing this news, I, I received the John Moxley book uh, last week. So I was like, you know what? Let me just start reading it. And legit, I kid you not. Like the introduction of the book, he in his words he says, "I'm borderline alcoholic." So I'm like, "Okay, this guy definitely has a, mm-hmm. it definitely it, it, it's something, it's an ongoing thing." So uh, you know, my best wishes to John Moxley. You know, we all love him. Um, he's a very talented guy. He's a great guy, and um, you know, I just want I just want the best for him. You know, um, they, you know, he needs to take all the time he needs. Uh, his health comes first, especially now that he has a family and a baby girl and his beautiful wife Renee. So. Uh, you know, uh, my best wishes out to John, and you know, uh, uh, dream take it away, man. Uh, what do you think about the John Moxley news? Man, I was so proud of him. I, um, I was. I, I became even a bigger fan. I got so much respect for him um, to assume that responsibility to not be in denial because uh, you know, alcohol has been a big part of my life. Like I've seen it, and I've seen a lot of people become addicted to it, and just uh, being in a complete denial about it. And for him to recognize that he has a problem now that he has a family, he wants to do right by them. And, and you know, um, as embarrassing as it could possibly be to him, I don't think it is. But, you know, leading up to it, he could possibly believe that it's going to be something that's going to embarrass him and people are going to make fun of. And he put all that that aside and didn't give a fuck. And it's like, hey, yeah, I need to do the right thing. Uh, I, need, I need help. And he went out and got it. And talk about timing too. It was like, maybe this wasn't even the right time for, for him to do it. Like any other person would think that way. He's like, no, that's not the right time. I just got out of book. I need to continue. No, he's like, right when his book comes out, he's still really hot in AEW. He's in, he was in the middle of that tournament. And he's like, no, I got to do this now. So shouts out to him, man. Very proud of him. Ryan, uh, how did uh, this John Moxie news hit you, bro? Yeah, it was, it was quite the shock. Um, like you said, it was just uh, came out of nowhere. And uh, I was like literally right before I was going to go to bed. I think it was Tuesday night, like you said, the night before Dynamite. And the day that his book came out, too. Mm-hmm. I had just purchased his book. I was really excited for it. I still am excited for it. But, um, yeah, it just sucks, man. Like, I know, like, uh, he's he's got a, he's going through a lot right now. I know him and Renee are in the process of moving, too. Yep. Um, you know, all, all the stuff with the book. He was doing all this media. I think book tours were being announced for him and all that stuff, too. Um, yeah. And, and like dream said, like for him to take himself out of the position that he was in, uh, like you said, with the tournament, probably going on to face Brian Danielson at the pay-per-view, probably going to become number one contender, turning heel, doing all these different things. And then of course with the book, I mean, obviously there's no right time for this to happen, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it just had to happen now. And, uh, like you guys mentioned, like really proud of this dude for checking into this program and, and this, uh, facility and, taking some time away and, and realizing he's got an issue again with a young uh, daughter. Now this is really important. So his health definitely comes first. I wish the best for him and uh, hope to see him back as soon as possible, but I don't want him to rush back. He really needs to take his time yep. and uh, make sure, you know, he, he gets this thing straightened out. So 
uh, kudos to him and uh, yeah, all the best. Leo, any thoughts on uh, yeah? How many times have we heard or seen you know these documentaries and these dark side of the rings where they're like you know hey he was just going all in you know he was just going hard and then you know all of a sudden you know he he has an issue or he gets pulled over or you know God forbid he passes away. Um, like like the guy said, there is no right time to call it in a sense. Um, but maybe you do need that in order to get your things reassessed. You know, I think for all of us, it's never a good time for us to take time off, right? Because even when we go on vacation, when you come back, <laughs> life is still here. It hasn't moved. It hasn't changed. Um, but I think for, for what's going on here, again, it goes to show you just the, the different atmosphere that you have at AEW. You know, where how it came out. Uh, it was no rumor. There, there was no, you know, the dirt sheets weren't mm. reporting on this. It was the guy up on top, Tony Khan, starting off where, you know, John actually allowed him to share that with people because the last thing you want is for him not to show up and for people to speculate, right? right? right. Then after that, the the next thing you want, which, which is to me what bothered me and what pissed me off, that... People started going at AEW because they don't have a, a wellness program. Dude, that WWE wellness program is shit. If you believe that actually helps people, you're lying to yourself. And again, it's those fanboys that we talk about all the time. But again, with John, uh, with Moxley, um, again, you have a family. You're trying to put it together. I think two out of the four of us here know what it is to have kids. So <laughs> you have to <laughs> reassess what you do. Uh, but enjoy your life. No, but what I'm saying is this, you know, with, with alcoholism or any type of addiction, um, you don't know that you're addicted mm -hmm. because you're in it in yep. the day-to-day. -day. But I'm pretty sure his wife, his coworkers, people that care for him actually told him, hey, you need to take a step back because, again, we all know where this could lead to. You know, we're not we're not kids anymore. And the last thing we want, yeah, I want to see him on my screen. Yeah, I want to be able to enjoy him on screen. But, dude, you can't enjoy him on screen if he's dead. Also, I think with wrestling fans, too, we kind of just see, like, the, the fame and the, the glory and, like, man, like, oh, man, life's, uh, you know. I want to do that. <laughs> a wrestler's life is so great. But, you know, that's not, you know, being a wrestler is not an easy life. You know, yeah. I think we I think we all recognize that here. And, um. I'm gonna be very. I'm gonna be very careful with what I'm gonna say next. So for GCW weekend uh, Fight Club, that's when uh, Mox engaged happened, right or whatever. Uh, a friend of mine that works in the medical field uh, saw Moxley the night before, like the night he arrived, and this person tells me, you know, I think Moxley's an alcoholic, and I'm like, yeah, like I know he drinks, but like, why do you say that? And he's like, oh, I could just tell, and I'm like, really. The way he was like when he got there, he was like rushing to the bar, like right before the bar was in close to get a drink. And you could tell like he wasn't just trying to have a drink to just like, OK, you know, just to kind of relax or whatever. It seemed like he needed a drink or whatever. And then I heard some other rumblings and some other stories or whatever about Moxley. So that it's not that, I, you know, I instantly was like, damn, maybe Moxley has a problem. But it's something I kind of just put in the back in my head. And then when I saw the whole Tony Khan tweet, I instantly like screenshot it and sent it to my friend. And I was like, you were right. So, um, and listen, I'm not anti-alcohol here. Like I've, I've, you know, um, I've had my, my, um, uh, my issues with alcohol, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's, um, not, and I'm, it's not that I'm against alcohol, whatever. It's just now I'm, you it's know, not your cup of tea. it's just now I'm more, uh, moderate and I'm more mm -hmm. careful when I drink or whatever. I try not to, uh, you know, go over the limit or anything like that. Cause you know, and like I said, I'm not against alcohol. It's just, I just know that, you know, 
I've smartened up, you know, over the years that I need to, you know, like, it's just, let me just chill out. But I do hope uh, Moxley uh, figures it out. You know, I, I, you know, I wish him the best. I'm a big fan of his. So, um, you know, best wishes to John Moxley. Oh, and, and another thing, uh, CM Punk, bro. What a great guy, dude. Um, you talk about inspirational. That yeah. fucking promo he did on, on Wednesday night, man. You know, uh, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it, the best way is just to say, you know, he just spoke beautiful words and, very encouraging and you know i think he he might even help out people that might be struggling with something whether it's like alcohol or just anything or just anything you know i think uh you know it just goes to show you like you know just seeing punk you know whatever people had opinions about him or not you know you think he's just a good dude yeah 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 that was that was very cool of him to do like he didn't have to do that but i'm sure you know he just he really wanted to and and like you said he most likely helped a lot of people because Mm -hmm. when you hear those type of things for somebody like CM Punk, somebody who everybody looks up to and things like that. Uh, you know, it's just always a great thing. And, um, you know, what you were saying before Mario, it's like life as a wrestler is tough, man. And CM Punk said it perfectly. Like sometimes you got to take yourself off the hamster wheel and, you know, you know, take some time for yourself. If, if you think you're not right or, you know, something's wrong, you know, it's okay to ask for help and, and to take yourself out of a situation uh, that you might not want to take yourself out of, but sometimes we all need that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very, very cool of CM Punk to do for sure. All right, let's move on to some more uh, not so great news. <laughs> 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 ROH closed again? Oh, no, uh, Ryan put the axe <laughs> on that uh, last uh, week. That's done. Done. That's Don't done. worry, coming back. No, nah, but kind of what I was saying, like it's been a depressing, uh, you know, two couple weeks, days. a couple of days, you know, with the John Moxley stuff and then Ring of Honor. The we don't know what's gonna happen there, and now WWE out of nowhere after like their financial uh, call or whatever it is that they, you know, where they kind of br- uh, break down like what they've been making, um, you know, in the last quarter or so. They just the quarterly reports. Yeah, they just make a shit ton of releases, and Jesus Christ, you talk about questions and questions. You're like, what the fuck? So. Let me uh, read you off the names, and if I'm missing any of the names, let me know. So we got Grand Matalink, uh, Lindsay Dorado, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, Harry Smith, B-Fab, which is uh, the chick from Hit Row, uh, Frankie Monet, Amber Mood, Scarlett, Oni Lorcan, Trey Baxter, which was uh, Blake Christian, uh, Jesse Kamea, um, Zaydaya Ramir, I have no idea who that is, uh, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee. Uh, let me know if I'm missing a name. I think I got them all. I could be wrong there. But those are the names that um, I got here that were released. <sighs> Who wants to start here? Uh, Dream, you start. Let, we'll, we'll give it to you first. What, what, what do you got to say, man? Anybody know who Dennis Green is? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. They are who we thought they were. It's like, why are we even shocked at this point? There's no shock. I'm not surprised. Uh, You know, it's just um, further validates the fact that this really is uh, a company. It's an entertainment company. They're all about numbers. They're all about, you know, profits and margins and all that. And and it's not a uh, it's not a family oriented company. It's not a company that cares about genuinely cares about people. At the end of the day, you're there to fit. Uh, you, you probably either fit within their demographic that they need to target, or you fit. You know, you you, you sell a bunch of merchandise. We've we've seen that even that doesn't matter how much merchandise you sell. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, it is true these guys are being paid and whatnot, but 
a lot of times money is not the biggest thing. You're taking years off of their career, years that could have been put into elsewhere. All that effort that they put in to impress that company could have been put elsewhere. And that's time um, away. Like we saw how it affected someone like a CM Punk. Uh, where Leo mentioned that, you know, now CM Punk came back, he's got some gray in his beard because he's been away. And those were seven years that we, uh, as fans, didn't get to enjoy CM Punk. You know, and uh, there's a lot of things that um, that we missed. And it's all because, you know, CM Punk said it, WWE made him sick, made him walk away. Now, in this case, you know, they just got rid of a bunch of people. They didn't walk away, but they, those people had prominent roles in other companies and they could have continued, you know, accelerating their career, becoming big names elsewhere. And WWE gets them in, lures them in, you know, with the whole, and it's a lot of their dreams to make it to WWE. Like, you know, I made it to WWE. They get in there, they have a quick cup of coffee, they get a little bit of momentum. And then, or no you know, momentum. The main roster, or no momentum. And then some of the ones like, uh, Carrying, Co- I, I think I, I can fucking call him Killer Cross now. Fuck that, Killer Cross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Killer Cross goes in there. Exactly, man. He he goes in there. He looks like a fucking badass. He's got his girl. They have a kick-ass entrance. Makes me want want to watch. And then next thing I know, he's on Raw. They take everything away. I have no reason to want to watch now. I was like, all right, you know, I it's it's like call me when it gets good again. And never happens and they get released so it's just you know it's a fucking waste it's just a waste of time ryan i see your fucking head fuming bro go ahead I, I wanna... Somebody, somebody's awake right Ryan, ryan's about to go off i don't even know if i want to go off to be honest not go off just, ryan go off it's just like it's just pathetic at this point i mean like dream said it it's just a waste of time like what a waste of time for all these guys and gals who got signed not too long ago, uh, shall I mention, you know, a lot of them got signed this year, early this year, you know, uh, Jordan Grace sent out a tweet uh, saying like, you know, it's really messed up where people have to uproot their entire lives, right. To, to go live in Orlando, uh, you know, go to this new adventure that they're not really sure about, you know? Um, And then just six months later, they just get released from their contracts for no rhyme or reason, you know, nothing, no, no reason behind it, and I don't want to hear the budget cut shit. Okay, I don't, I'm done, done hearing about that dumb shit. It basically comes down to the fact that these guys and girls were not an asset to WWE anymore for whatever reason. I don't know. They, they didn't know what to do with them. Keith Lee, Karen Cross, a lot of the other people that you mentioned. I'm not even too familiar with them. Um, but it's just like they don't weren't even given a chance. You know, it's like why even sign them in the first place? Mm-hmm. And like you said, what a freaking complete waste of time. The fact that they don't know what to do with a guy like Keith Lee, who I thought would be money. Okay, I thought Vince would look at this guy and be like, dude, put the belt on him right now. Skyrocket him to the moon. He's going to main event the next seven WrestleManias, and he's, he's, he's my guy. That seems like a guy Vince loves, and apparently not. Same thing with Karrion Cross. That dude, I'm not a huge, huge Karrion Cross fan, I'll admit, but I do think, booking him right, he could have potential to be a massive, massive star. Mm-hmm. Like Dream said, that entrance in NXT was awesome. The presentation of him was freaking awesome. It made me want to watch him. Coming out with Scarlet made him look even more badass. Um, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then all that gets stripped, and then goodbye. Um, it's just, I, I just don't understand it. And then you have some of the women who could have been some fresh faces on the main roster, 
who they desperately need right now. I'm sick and tired of watching the same three women on every freaking show. Um, you could have used Ember Moon back up there. You could have used Taya Valkyrie mm-hmm. back up there. Um, I mean, it's just like, I don't under, I, again, I don't understand it. I, I don't think I ever will. And it's just, like I said, it's sad. And I don't know where all these talents are going to go now because. Bring them up. No. No, yeah, I put an axe on that. The first, the first thing I thought of, I was like, "Ring of Honor should come back from the dead could because be. they could make their entire roster out of all these." We'll, 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 we'll um bring that up in a bit, but Jesus Christ, man, it, it's just they, they gotta be selling or something's going on there. Like Nick Khan, like we're like I said a couple episodes back, we're living in. It comes to the wrestling world, we're living in a world of two cons. We have Tony Khan, which is. For the most part, be loved unless you're like a Jim Cornette or whoever that's just a fucking hater. <clears throat> or and then you have Nick Khan, which is probably the most hated man in professional wrestling because it's just, you know, yesterday they, not that I, I had interest in going to Survivor Series, but it was like I didn't want to close the door all the way. Like, hey, maybe they'll do something to grab my attention. They released. And it has a whole new meaning now. Right. They, they, right. Survivor <laughs> Series has like a completely different meaning now. But they released, they put out the teams, and I was like, man, fuck this shit and fuck this company. Like, okay. And I say that, and I say fuck this company, not because I hate WWE or anything like that, because we all still love WWE, right? That's and why I think we're that's still what, here. That's why we're so critical and we're so opinionated, and we have. We, we say what we say, especially on this show, right? Because we're not going to fucking sugarcoat shit. Because we, we love WWE. We, we just want it to be good. And when they treat their talents unfair and they don't give them a chance and you blame the talent for not getting over when they were already over before you started fucking with them. Like Keith Lee, when he made the move from NXT to Raw, that wasn't the same Keith Lee that we no. saw face off with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Not even the same guy. Fast forward what close to a year later, then you put this Bearcat moniker on it, and then the WWE loyalists and diehards and apologists are going to be like, oh, but he's playing tribute to this guy named Bearcat Wright. No, he wasn't. He Keith, Lee already, was. Keith Lee already was open about it, saying that it wasn't his idea. I, I swear, everybody's so critical about like everyone that's anti-WWE or whatever, but yo, you WWE apologists and loyalists, y'all make excuses for anything. For anything. He wasn't paying tribute to anyone. It was a bad creative idea. Once again. Look at Karrion Cross. You strip him from everything. When he's still NXT champion, right? He gets pinned by Jeff Hardy. We we go nuts. Like, how do you pin your champion? What do the WWE loyalists and apologists say? You gotta let the story play out. How did that story play out, huh? It cost him his job. That's what it played out. He stripped him from everything. You strap him with latex. He looks like he looks like, he looks like S and M demolition. He looked like Manic. You guys remember Manic from TNA? That's what he looked like. You strip him with all these gimmicks, and it's like, what? Why are you doing that to Karrion Cross? Why? He was a he was already a believable guy. If you would have just called him up with the same presentation that he had in NXT. He was a believable guy to face off with a guy like Lesnar. But no, you take that away from him too. Ryan mentioned the women. You changed Taya Valkyrie's name to Frankie Monet. Okay, not a fan of the name, but at least book her right. And it looked that way in the old NXT. But you know what? She didn't even need NXT. You could have her faced off with like Charlotte and some of these other bigger names on the main roster. And it would have been fucking believable. But but this is this is what happens, Mario, and to, to what Ryan was saying before with Keith Lee. Uh we saw Keith Lee live. Like that dude, like it just came through his pores that he was gonna be a superstar, 
right? Mario remembers we went up to to Massachusetts to watch him, right? Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. So, but this is what happens. Is the difference on what we see and ultimately what the final product is. McMahon is a body guy. That's why we had shit like Lex Luger. That's why we've had shit like that where, where you get guys that are not good in the ring, but they look good, right? Keith Lee, you can't have him be a body guy, right? So he's not going to fit into that WWE mold. Now, with the budget cuts and everything, right, you know why they have to do these budget cuts? Because they hired everybody when they were scared that they would go to AEW. That is literally what happened. And if you look at it, AEW, what, two years now is what we're going on? That's literally the, the way it works out in in this corporate world where if they had to call for their for their quarterly reports, right? Which basically means that that's the final numbers that they that they bring out saying what profits and what losses and everything that they had for their shareholders. So they waited to the day after. Why? Because the next quarterly reports happen in February. You're already in the road to WrestleMania. People are, are going to forget about these budget cuts by then. So again, at the end of the day, and, and I've said this here a thousand times, the WWE doesn't care about us and the viewership and all that. All they care is that number of how many people they have in India and how many people they have in Asia and how they're able to grow all the other stuff. Now, with the cuts, and, and Mario actually put a really good post out on Lucha Outsiders. You guys can actually go and check it out. Out of all those cuts, you technically only had five people that, that we knew and we were emotionally invested on, you know? So now, going yeah. forward, that could be a, a, an option where Ring of Honor could come in in April of next year and put something together with all these people that have been released. I saw a meme or, or like a little poster of everybody that was released. You can get a cool roster coming out of that one that WWE gave away. Why? Because they just signed to sign just to sign. They didn't actually have an idea or anything to go with them. Um I want to well, let me follow up on that real quick and just say too, it's a slap in the face to us fans who you know you, we we try and invest in these characters, yeah, right? Yeah, because you're putting them on TV, and we're obviously watching the product, so like uh, we have to invest in them, right? But how can anybody invest in these type of people when they're on TV for what maybe six weeks and then they're gone, and, yeah. and then that's it? You know, and I find it funny, too, because, like, obviously the Internet is the way of the world nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, but WWE didn't send out their normal, like, you know, we released, you know, blah, 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 Western Best and Future Endeavors tweet. Um, maybe it's on the website. I don't know. I don't really go on there. But, you know, <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, some people that don't use the Internet, right? They don't use Twitter. They don't know about any of this stuff, right? They don't follow the Dirt Sheets or Sean Ross app. They might not have any idea that these people got released, right? And just say somebody loves Karrion Cross or somebody loves Keith Lee, right? I'm sure he's got, you know, younger kids who look up to those guys or are big fans of them. Uh, maybe the young kid has, like, his T-shirt or something like that. And he just doesn't see him on TV anymore, you know? It's kind of weird how, how, how they just kind of cut people out of nowhere when you see a guy literally one day and then the next day you don't see him ever again. Like, literally, he's just nowhere to be found. I just, like I said, I don't understand it, man. Like, it... If Keith Lee was off of television for a long while like he was when he had his, his issue going on and then he got released, that still doesn't make it better. But it's just like, okay, well, we haven't seen this guy in a while. But literally, like, just got a new gimmick, just got a new theme song. Same with Karrion Cross, And it's just like, you know, cut ties with him, you know? Meanwhile, and again, I don't want to ever say, oh, this guy or this girl doesn't deserve to have a job. But you have people on the main roster that are just 
complete wastes of space on there. Okay, <laughs> that you could you, that you could cut. You want to cut some of the fat? I could think of I don't know Dana Brooke, um, Jackson Riker, the guy from the Forgotten Sons. Oh my God, he's Elias. I mean, guys that people clearly and I know for a fact don't care about. Okay, you can't tell me anybody cares about those three guys that and what that girl that I just mentioned. Elias. A lot There's of no people. Shot. A lot of people cared about Elias before, but they didn't at give one point. Well, at right. one point, but, right? But that they, was like you know, and, four and, years ago, and, and you know, it's not his fault. It's up to me's fault because when he was white hot, they did nothing with him. Yeah, you know, it, it, like I said, it it's just it, it makes no <laughs> sense. I don't know how they pick and choose who, who they're going to cut. I don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that room when they go, when Vince is looking at the roster. He's like, oh. oh Vince yeah. looks at the picture. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of her. Get rid of him. You know, it just. Dream, dream. It also doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I was just going to say, there are even guys on there that are really talented and we do care about, that we are emo- emotionally invested in, but they've done all they can do in WWE. And WWE clearly has no uh, nothing for them at the moment. They have no direction for them. And I'm talking about guys like Dolph Ziggler, guys like Cesaro. I'm not saying that they should get fired, and they're very talented. And I would definitely, I love them. That's why I want to see them somewhere where they're going to be in a prominent role. I don't think in the next year or two, I don't see in the next year or two uh, Cesaro or Dolph Ziggler being champions. No. But can they go to New Japan? Can they go to uh, Impact? Can they go to AEW? Yeah, and they might actually get a shot over there, be a bigger star. Um, they'll be able to provide more to that company. But you don't get rid of those guys. You keep them on there because you know how talented they are. You know that they're already stars. But you get rid of the uh, guys that have a ton of potential. So you get rid of Karrion Cross. You get rid of Keith Lee. Guys that could be your next five to ten years of superstar, of, of worth. How much more can you get out of Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro? Again, I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just stating the fact that they've done all they can with them. They clearly don't have anything else for them. But you had a lot. Um, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross had a lot to fucking offer. And you, you just decide to throw them off. And just, oh, my God, I, I, I can't. Like, I'm about to fucking lose them. The more I talk about it, the more I fucking get mad. And, and the problem is, which I stress this a lot, because I feel like sometimes a fan base, we as a fan base, we just focus too much on a fan perspective on things, on, like, what we want, instead of, like, looking at the right. business side of things and, like, see, like, okay, can we make this happen? Not everyone could go to AEW. We need to get yeah. that fucking idea out of mm-hmm. our heads. AEW's already fucking stacked. Like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't want anyone else to go to AEW. But, you know, um, I think there's one big there's one big name that I think should go there. And then maybe you could get some more women. And that's like a maybe there. But not everyone could go to AEW. They already have a stack roster. That idea of like, oh, they should go to AEW. I can't wait them to go to AEW. Stop with the stop with the going to AEW shit. Like, and even going to other companies. Like the New Japan situation is a little bit tricky because one, you kind of have two brands with New Japan, Japan, and then you have New Japan Strong. So I could see some of those towns going there. But like, I think when when we think of guys like Harry and uh, Kill Cross and Keith Lee, we're like, nah, we want to see them in Japan. We actually want to see them at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, seeing them in New Japan Strong would be cool, but we want to see them actually wrestle at the Tokyo Dome or like Cork and Hall. 90 Day is December 15th, right? Uh, 90 Days? None. Nah, 90 it's Days. 90 Days is in February. Fuck! Okay, yeah, sorry. So, 
You know uh, where I was going. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then, if, if it was up to me, they'd all be hoes. I, like, like they'll be whores for wrestling. Like, I, I want to see them everywhere. Well, that's what before, I. Said. I think you mentioned it last week. Yeah, well, that they should just, you know, I forgot what time specific you were talking about. Right. But yeah, just hoe around the whole right. wrestling industry. Go to every fucking company. So then that we have, cool. and then we still have MLW and Impact, which are for the most part, give or take, whoever you, they're kind of like at the same level. So there's there's always an option there. Like Jeff Cobb. He showed up in MLW uh, last night. You know, he was in the main event, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Will Osprey, I think, is going to be making a couple rounds for MLW as well. So there is options there, but the free agency market is so stacked, and like it's like more and more you just hear about these free agents, especially the situation with Ring of Honor, and Leo keeps bringing Ring of Honor up. But Leo, listen, Ring of Honor is in question. We don't really know what the future holds in Ring of Honor in 2022. Like, there is no future. Bro. Right, no future. right. I mean, yeah. I, and you make sure of that. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, <laughs> yeah, 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 Ryan made, yeah, Ryan took care of it. <laughs> but like, if anything, it'll be an indie. But it's not gonna be a. It's not gonna be like either fourth or fifth place anymore, or whatever, whatever place that they were in. That you know. And then there's NWA. But like, like who really wants to see like someone like Keith Lee like fight Brodus Clay? Like I don't, I don't give a shit about that. And that's not disrespecting the NWA, like because they have good talent there. But like. Why is Brodus Clay like a champion in your fucking promotion? Like, can't you tell? Like, nobody gives a shit about this fucking guy. They have great talent. They got the Pope. They got Nick Aldis. Trevor Murdoch, he defeated Nick Aldis. You know, regardless of how you might feel about his appearance-wise, he could actually go and he could actually work or whatever. And for that fan base that watches NWA, they actually like Trevor Murdoch and they're invested in him. But a guy like Brodus Clay, nobody gives a shit about him. So why do you even... That's like one of those people... and. I don't know nothing about him. So I don't know if he's a good guy, a great guy, or a bad guy. But I don't give a shit about Brodus Clay. So why is he in the fuck? Is he in your promotion? I don't think anybody does. When have you ever heard someone say, I like Brodus Clay? Exactly. You hear? It's silence. It's fucking silence. All right. So I think we're going to play the same game that we played last week with um, with the Ring of Honor Towns. We're not going to cover everyone. Like, no disrespect to Oni Lorcan, but we're not going to talk about Oni Lorcan, even though he's a great worker. But at the end of the day, he's like a poor man Cesaro. I'm just being honest here. We're going to c- cover a couple names here and think and speculate where they might go. And let's start with Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. I do not see them going back to Impact because uh, I think uh, Killer Cross kind of, you know, had um, bad ties there. I think Scarlet ended okay there, but not uh, not um, not uh, Cross. You know, he he spoke before he went to the WWE officially. You know, he made a, a round in MLW and he spoke very highly of MLW. He always has. I could see him bouncing between MLW and the Indies, and you know, Scarlet. You know, I. You know she's gorgeous, so I think whatever she does, she'll she'll be fine. Um, uh, Dream, what do you what do you think? Uh, Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux are gonna do? I, I like I said, I don't see them going back to Impact at all. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't I don't particularly think they're gonna go to AEW right off the bat. Two things I want to see though. Um, one, yeah, yeah, I want them to kind of like just tour around, show up in different promotions. But two places I definitely want to see is I want uh, Killer Cross to challenge for a certain title, challenge a certain champion, and that's Kenny Omega for the AAA championship. Oh, I Making like that. Making his return to AAA. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a dope match, yep. and we'll really see where he fits on, you know, in the landscape of actually being able to work. Forgot for his about Netflix. AAA. I forgot about AAA. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because he had a, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was there for a pretty, yeah, yeah. for for a pretty long time, mm-hmm. and he's over. He's over yep. in Mexico. Yep. Um, and so is Scarlett, and she had matches in, yep. in AAA too. So, or I think, I don't know, I forgot if she had one point she was champion. 
I forget. Maybe she wasn't. I'm talking shit. But the other <laughs> thing is, <laughs> the other thing that I was very excited about Killer Cross right before he went to NXT is um, his last appearance at Bloodsport. He called yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah, I was there. I was there. I was there. You were there. Okay. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> so yeah, if they could somehow make that fucking happen mm-hmm. in a Bloodsport setting, yeah. and Dave Pazisa can show off his jiu-jitsu skills, right? And, like the mixed yep. martial arts stuff that he he can do. Uh, you know, that's something I would I would sign up for. Ryan, what you think of Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think what you said, MLW, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I could just see him popping up in a bunch of different places. I could see him going to GCW. Um, you know, it's just, like you said, I don't know if they'll go back to Impact. I know there was like, I, I remember uh, what you were, were saying before, too, about how it was kind of like a not, not so great exit there um, for both of them, I feel like. I know that a lot of them talk shit about, you know, the money situation and all that. So I don't know if that's changed. I, you know, like I said, if you're AEW, like we just said, we can't sign everybody, right? And I, like I said, while I'm not the biggest Cross fan, I know he's got upside to him. But I just don't know if, if he's an asset for AEW right now. Like, they don't need him, you know? Um, and I, you know, like I said, I don't know what Tony Khan thinks of him or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely just see him floating around, man. Like, you know, I I, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's really tough to sign a contract now. If it's not WWE, if it's not AEW, if it's not Impact, you know, I mean... Um, I guess MLW is signing guys to contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But, like, how much money is that, you know? Hey, uh, I, NWA, same deal, you know? Right. It's just kind of like these guys now, like him and, like, Keith Lee, like, it's like they're going to want to get paid, right? They're not going to want to – I know a lot of people are saying, you know, and it's just because we're marks, we want to see this. But, like, you know, they're not going to want to be floating around in the indies forever, you know? They already got a big payday with signing with WWE. They know their potential now. They were They were – household names for a little bit you know a lot of people got to be introduced to them i just don't see them floating around on the indies all that long for not that much money you know uh i don't know so it's gonna be very interesting but i think you know this is where a company like mlw really comes into into play here because like i said not everybody can sign with AEW. not everybody's gonna go to impact mlw has a chance now to really up themselves Mm -hmm. and you know make a play for some of these big top name free agents now i think i think I think all these releases benefits a company like that more more so than AEW, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, let's talk about Taya Valkyrie. Uh, I'm a big fan of Taya. I think she's an amazing worker. I don't understand. I don't get. You know, I I not that I got the name change, but like whatever. WWE always wants to do their own thing or whatever. I I don't I don't get why she was in NXT. I think she should have easily been like moved on to like a raw or smack then like imagine her like in a royal rumble appearance i think that would have been dope and a nice little surprise not so uh, much she's john morrison's wife too right which exactly think, like would have helped her right. case you know and like, you know i'm surprised john morrison wasn't in this list because they have him fucking sitting indian style fucking meditating every single week on raw so like what are you really doing with him like i i don't know if they're trying to like fucking stretch this myth story line out but like does anybody even care about the miss story but you know somebody's got to be there to squirt water guns right that's a that's another story for another day but with ty valkyrie i think her upside is she could do whatever the hell she wants whether she wants to go back to mexico and triple a if she wants to go back in impact because she has great relationships in impact um you know selfishly you know unlike like the men's side of things i would not mind seeing her in aw um, do I see her? I, do I see AEW making a play for her? Maybe, but I don't see it like as a full time role. I, I think like AEW would benefit maybe signing someone like Ember Moon because she's younger than Taya, and that's not meaning that Taya can't go now. Like Taya still could go now, but I could see them making the play more on someone like Ember or like a Mia Yim instead of Taya. That's just 
But, you know, we could t- I guess we could tie all three of them together. But, hey, if, if Tony decides to sign all three women, hey, good, good for him. I think that will stack up and beef up their women's side of things. Like I said, the men's side of things, I really don't want to see more signings. I think there's one big one. I think we could yeah. all either kind of agree who that is. But um, that's kind of what I see with Taya, Mia Yim, and, and Ember. I'll tie all three of them together. Um, I would like to see them in AEW, but, you know, they want to float around in the indies or, like, you know, Mia Yim and Ty going to Impact, or even Ember going to Impact, or I, I don't know. Um, I think the world, I think all three of them are going to be fine. That's what I think. Dream? Yeah, uh, same, similar to what you said. She can appear in uh, AAA. She can also go to um, Impact, back to Impact. I think she'll fit anywhere. She's the kind of person that I believe uh, adapts really well to every, um, every any roster that she's in. And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, AW needs to take it easy with the signings, but when it comes to the women, there's still room there. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only will she be a great talent, uh, in-ring talent and, and, and um, someone that you would like to see on TV, but I think she also has a lot to offer to the rest of the roster as far as being a vet in the business, um, all the experience, and she can be a mentor to a lot of the young girls that are in AW right now. So yeah, sky's the limit for her. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised anywhere she shows up. Brian, what you think, bro? Yeah, man, if I'm AEW, I would definitely sign her. Um, I think she's tremendous. Uh, like Dream said, he took the words right out of my mouth. I think, you know, her age, yeah, okay. I know a lot of people were uh, picking on her for that on Twitter, and she was firing back and stuff. But like you good, said, she's good still for grown, her. man. And I think it really, uh, you know, she can really be a valuable asset in terms of being a coach or a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, a veteran uh, to be in that locker room. That'll only benefit the whole entire division. And she could have some killer matches over there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, back in back in Impact, um, I think she was the longest reigning champion over there, if I'm not yep. mistaken, uh, the women's champion. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like I could see Impact wanting her back. But if you're her, right, it's kind of like, why would you go back? You know, like, like what is, you already did basically all that you could probably do there, right? I mean, yeah, there's some fresh faces there that she could probably face off with. And she might have a cup of coffee running there. But, like, I don't know. Is she going to sign a deal with Impact again? I don't see that happening. So I feel like AEW makes the most sense. But, you know, she was doing some AAA stuff as well. So um, I think she will be more than fine, like you said. Um, If I'm her, I wouldn't worry at all. Let's talk about the Bearcat, since he's paying tribute to Bearcat rights. Since everyone's saying, you know, defending the, the whole Bearcat moniker. Are we going to bask in his glory again? Once again, Keith Lee. Well, what's what's next for Keith Lee? Um, like I said, everyone's like, A-W, A-W. And, you know, if I just don't think it's the time for Keith Lee to go to AEW yet. I think somewhere down the line he'll he'll show up there, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Their, their roster is fucking stacked. Um, and, 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 we, and we tend to forget because we're kind of like what you said, Ryan. We're such marks of this shit, right? We tend to forget, like... Listen, like when was the last time we seen like Warlow really do something like meaningful in in um AEW? You know what I'm saying? Like they, a lot of these towns are getting lost in the shuffle. So this idea, yeah. like I can't wait till they sign with AEW. Not everyone could go to AEW. And with someone like Keith Lee, you know, I would like to see him pop up everywhere and anywhere besides AEW. And I'll leave it like that. Um I think yeah. Keith Lee could make an impact anywhere, no pun. Um, anywhere. I, I listen, if it, it was a different timing right now with Japan. That would be my instant thing. Go to Japan, bro. Go to fucking New Japan. That's what I want to see Keith Lee do. And who knows? That maybe that does happen, right? But I do not want to see him in AEW, at least not yet. Um, somewhere down the line, cool. But we got to remember, guys, AEW talent is stacked, and there's a lot of people 
that we don't see really in big roles unless you're watching Dark and Elevation. And I don't watch that. So, listen, I don't want to see Keith Lee yet in AEW, but um, take it away, uh, Dream. Uh, I think with all the talent that's been released, I wouldn't be surprised if New Japan uh, creates a G1 for New Japan Strong if they haven't already. Just with, just, you know, with all the American talent that's, that's available right now, um, that would be kind of cool. I mean, they but have three like world said, championships at this point, so why not? Maybe yeah. G1 in the U.S. too. <laughs> yeah, make another G1 tournament. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a way to, for everyone to get work. It's a way for New Japan to continue showing something new and something different, especially building that brand. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I don't think right now is the best time for AEW because AEW's got a lot to figure out. They've got to kind of figure out the landscape and where everything is going. Maybe a year from now might be a good thing. I think the most important thing, and like you said, we're all kind of like marks of this and, and we're all fans, but we forget that there's pressures of being a wrestler, there's pressures of, of coming back, maybe sometimes coming back too soon when you're hurt or dealing with health issues. I think first things first, you got to make sure that 100% all his health things are, are taken care of. Maybe these 90 days is a good time for him to make sure that he's completely healthy, he's in the right state of mind, and he can come back and do whatever he wants. Because, um, yeah, I do believe we'll bask in his glory again. And it doesn't matter whether it's three months from now or a year from now, you know, we're going to follow him wherever he goes and he's going to be successful. Ryan? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Keith Lee would be more than fine. Uh, he's obviously a superstar. The things he could do in the ring, uh, a guy his size should not be able to do. And, you know, of course, we, we, they, WWE stripped him of, you know, of that and all of his moveset, basically. And now we get to see that again. So I can't wait to see him tear it up. As far as where he's going to go, I mean, really anywhere, man. I know what, I know what we say, AEW can't sign everybody, but it doesn't mean they won't sign everybody. Right, you know? I mean, Tony right. Khan just seems like he's uh, a man on a mission to give these guys <laughs> just... and girls all like an opportunity here. And I'm sure he looks at a guy like Keith Lee and he, you know, is, I'm sure he's a massive fan of Keith Lee. Right. And so um, maybe he's thinking like, all right, like I got to scoop this guy up because I could use this guy, um, you know, or I could see Impact going, making a big play for him too. I know Impact wanted to sign Braun Strowman. They wanted Bronson to sign Reed. Bronson Reed. Yeah, Bronson Reed. Um, you know, I know they, they were talking, there was rumors about Bray Wyatt. So I think, you know, there's an opportunity there for them to sign a big guy like Keith Lee. I think he would tear it up in Impact. Um, New Japan is, is definitely a place I would love to see him into. Yeah. Uh, just imagine the matches he could have with like Ishii and like all these uh, yeah. all these guys over there, man. It just excites me thinking about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, really anywhere, dude. Like, I, he, he could pop up literally anywhere. Uh, but I would not be shocked if AEW scoops him up because he and like all of us could probably agree that's the one big name on here that I could see AEW making a play for. And then uh, the two other women, uh, Ember Moon and Taya Valkyrie. If I'm AEW and you're going to sign people out of this released list, I would just go for those three. Mm hmm. And that's it. And call it a day. But, you know, we'll see. Why is it? So, if you guys hear, like, a little dog crying, it's not even, it's a huge dog. Leo's dog is crying. I don't know. Duke, what's wrong, buddy? I don't know. He's just... He he's just... crying because he said that Keith Lee got really... Maybe, maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that, <laughs> maybe that is it. Um, I, I just wanted to point out two things real quick. B-Fab. That's uh, Brandy Brianna. Brianna Brandy. That was a chick from Hit Row. It, it's so weird. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not that... Uh, and, I don't want to say that I wasn't a fan of hers. I just didn't really, I wasn't really invested in her. She was just part of this stable hit row, or whatever. 
uh, it does. It just feels weird that they just got called up to SmackDown, and then like what two weeks later, she just gets released or whatever. And now Hero has to go out there on TV and just pretend like she never existed. I just yeah. wanted to point that out. But I, what I will say is, maybe I'll get some heat for this. I kind of like Hero better as a trio without her, <laughs> based on what I saw on Friday Uh-oh. Night SmackDown. Uh-oh. I, it seemed. I don't know. It seemed better as a trio without her i don't know well, you know disable the comments right now because <laughs> about to go off. no 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 that, that's just the vibe i got and then um blake christian in nxt he was known as trey baxter this guy's already booked dude this guy's gonna be in gcw in december so good for him man um i didn't mind the name trey but baxter as his last name was god awful <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> all right yeah listen i i want to i want to comment on bfab for a second too oh, uh boy. because that's exactly what i was talking about before about how like some people who aren't aware of all these people getting released right maybe mm-hmm. they're not on the internet mm-hmm. it's just kind of like they see a girl with them one week and then the next week she's not there right. they're like oh maybe she's sick or maybe she's taking time off then next week she won't be there next week when she won't be there and it's just kind of like where the hell did she go right that's the weirdest yeah. thing about this there's no explanation behind any of this stuff like uh, somebody who's so prominent on tv <laughs> Like I said, they just brought this group up. They were giving her an opportunity in NXT to um, wrestle in singles competition. Of course, she wasn't that good. She was still very green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, there's potential there. And, uh, yeah. you know, she she had a role in the group. Right. So to just cut ties with her and then, you know, just, just make people wonder or j- just try and, oh, you know, don't forget there was a girl there. Like, no, nobody's going to forget. And then on top of that, I believe, and I think they're going to have to re-record this, but, like, she has, like, a verse in the in their theme song. Like, so they're probably going to have to re-record that or something because even, like, this week on SmackDown, I don't know if you guys watched it, but, like, when they came out, they, they cut the theme right when her verse comes on oh. and they just got on the mic. So it's like they're either going to have to re, re um, maybe come up with a new theme or re record it. I don't know. But I, I do like you know how them. they could have avoided this by not releasing her. You, so, you know, <laughs> so when they re, when they did these releases, bro, I instantly thought of you, Ryan, because I'm like, yo, imagine they released Top Dollar. I was like, oh, I was waiting for that. Um, and and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that that's what I wanted for him or anything no, no, like no, that. No, but yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to say, is like, damn. Talk about putting your foot in your mouth, and yep. then you get released. <laughs> Dude, he was definitely sweating, bro. You yeah, he was definitely was sweating, sweating. Definitely sweating. <laughs> you, that, you can't tell that me that big nugget of his too. You could definitely tell he was sweating. It's all right. There'll, there'll be more releases in uh two months. Yeah. <laughs> more budget. Maybe in the next going. two minutes. And then, and then, what's interesting about it too is like. NXT is unwatchable. NXT is god awful. Like I, I just don't like NXT at all. I think the the highlight of this week was just seeing Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa facing off. I was like, oh my god, okay, then you might grab my interest. I don't care if I have to see this match nine more other times, but it'll be better than the shit that we're getting on NXT now. And the 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 you know, and I'm not big on viewership or ratings or anything, but like they, their viewership and ratings hasn't moved the needle since this fucking change, right? So it's like why fix something if it's not broken like you could have just left yeah. nxt the way it was and now you just have like sports entertainment light that's pretty much what you have on nxt 2.0 not into that show but that kind of leads me to my next topic that i want to talk about and that is you know triple h has been pretty quiet obviously he had a little heart situation or whatever um a lot of people when uh, speculated with that when that news came out with um, his heart situation was like, man, this guy's just so stressed out with the with the whole <laughs> NXT stuff and Vince kind of just you know remolding his baby and shit. And this is a what if. This is no reports. Nobody reported this. We're not gonna. This is just us just talking shit right now. But you know, it, it just makes you think like, where's Triple H mind? Where's his mind at when it comes to all this? Like, I'm sure he's not happy seeing like 
a lot of people he's invested in, and even Shawn Michaels, even someone like Shawn Michaels and William Regal, that you know they put so much time and investment in these talents or whatever, and then some talents like an Adam Cole goes to like AEW, which obviously Shawn Michaels and Triple H gave him the blessing. They probably was like, dude, just get out of here because they're they're not gonna do anything. We know we're not gonna, they're not gonna do anything with you. If it was up to us, you'll be the next top star, but we know they're not gonna do nothing with you. So just go to AEW, go be with your friends, go be happy, go be with your girlfriend, and. It's just sad. So I'm really curious to know where Triple H's mind is at. And then I guess like the what if here is, yo, what if Triple H just starts a startup? Like what, what, you know, like how crazy would it be? Especially with like this free agency market, you know, that's out there. It's so huge, right? Like what if, what if he just got the right resources, right? Um, and what I mean by resources is not just money, right? It's the resources, like whether, you know, uh, how we're going to distribute this. Is it going to be, are we going to get a TV deal? Are we going to uh, get, who's going to who's gonna fund this, et cetera, et cetera? Are we going to get, um, you know, people that are going to sponsor us? Like, what if Triple H decided to do a startup? Like, that's just a what if. Um, Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> Ryan, uh, what do you... You know, what What do you think? Um, I think that'd be awesome. I don't know where his head's at. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I would love to know his thoughts on, on all this stuff. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, he, it's, it's definitely something that if he wanted to do, I could definitely see it happening. Like you said, talent is not an issue, you know. Um, he's got the money. It just, I don't, can I see it happening? I don't know. It's very, very tricky. Um, you know, I think, like I said, it would be very, very cool if he did because we saw the potential when he took over NXT, right? We saw what a Triple H promotion would look like. And, uh, you know, I think that'd be awesome. But as far as it actually happening, I think it's a stretch. Um, but I would like to know his thoughts on all this stuff going down and, and how they just gutted everything that he used to, you know, uh, Basically everything he put together. Yeah, you know, I know he's going through some health issues, so obviously that's number one priority for him. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love to know his thoughts on all this stuff. <laughs> fucking, and, uh, fucking Hunter just it, rolls over, uh, roll, uh, you know, rolls out of bed, just looks at Stephanie, like your father's a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> dream, uh, Probably dream, his nightmares about it. Uh, she dr- goes, I know. <laughs> dream, what do you, what this what if idea? Because like it's, this is just us talking shit right now. You know, just this is just us fantasy booking, I guess. Yeah. What you know, because. Kind of like what Ryan said, we know what a Triple H promotion will look like, right? It'll be it's NXT. The NXT model, Triple H's NXT model worked, okay? You we we tend to forget takeovers were selling out. Takeovers yeah. mm-hmm. were doing better than the actual main shows. They were at, more popular. Yeah. When they were when they were doing like the weekend show to where there was like takeover would be on a Saturday and then the the main the main pay-per-view, whether it's like a Mania or Survivor series, et cetera, et cetera, was on Sunday. Coming out of those weekends, what was everyone talking about? Takeover. So, yeah, what the just? What's your thoughts on the on the idea or like uh, what if idea? If Triple H just just start up his own startup company? Come April, Supercard of Honor returns, presented by Triple H. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be H O H Hunter of Honor, <laughs> or, or Ring of Honor, R O H. Uh, Ring of Hunter. Ring of Hunter. <laughs> He's like, listen, we don't have single H Hunter anymore. We have Triple H, the real Hunter. <laughs> That's it, man. Uh, I, I I think 
you know, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like uh, the McMahons is a fucking mafia family, and if he steps out of line, he's gonna get killed. We don't know if this heart condition was, uh, you know, natural or someone caused it. <laughs> Who knows? I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. But uh, you know, it, I don't know. Um, I would love for it to happen. I don't know if it can happen. It'll be very awkward. Thanksgiving comes around and they're all sitting yeah. at the table. And so, McMahon's like, "What have you been up to?" So I, I, I was, so I was thinking about that, right? And and you guys are doing a really good job. I just had to change because my wife said, "Hurry up!" But anyway, um, but this is what happened, right? So, we're we're hearing all these things that, that yeah, is that what your wife told you? Yeah, just about. Um, but let's say, again, the idea of WWE being sold, right? If McMahon owns WWE, then all this fantasy booking is not going to happen because, he, again, like Dream said. Thanksgiving is going to be awkward, right? Like we've seen what McMahon, what McMahon could do when somebody leaves his company. Imagine when somebody goes to build their own company to go against him, right? So you know Thanksgiving is going to be a pain. But let's say the company is being sold, right? Let's say the company does get sold. I see Triple H because, again, and Mario just saw it here on the screen when I looked it up. His net worth, according to a couple of different sites, between him and his wife is worth $150 million. That's in stock. That's in everything that they own from the WWE, right? So let's say they WWE is sold to whoever, Disney or whoever it's going to be. Ugh. I know. <laughs> but I like the other side of the horizon. What happened when WCW died? We got TNA. We got TNA. We got TNA built by Jarrett and, and all this other shit, right? So now that's the only way that I see Triple H, and that's again me personally. That's the only way I see Triple H putting something together. Now, this is my question to you guys. Let's say that scenario does play out. Does he start something totally new, like, or does he buy something like Ring of Honor? Listen, I think at, at this point we would all want Triple H to buy Ring of Honor. I think at this <laughs> yeah, point, because right. the thing, so. The Ring of Honor conversation is something completely different because obviously you have like the Sinclair situation yeah. where they're like in debt or whatever. And then it's also like if someone is willing to buy the Ring of Honor, will Sinclair even sell that? You know, mm -hmm. um, I think Triple H buying Ring of Honor would be fucking amazing. And you mentioned something about like, oh, well, Thanksgiving will be awkward. Well, why does it have to be that way? And I'm not saying I'm in, in Vince McMahon's mind right now, but like Ring of Honor... And, and I think all these other companies, I mean, the AEW Tony Khan situation is a little bit different, but, mm -hmm. but like Ring of Honor and Impact and et cetera, et cetera, the list goes on and on. They're, they're, they're not competition to WWE. They're, they're the alternative, right? Ring of Honor was never mm -hmm. meant to take over WWE. They're really the alternative. That's why, you know, Ring of Honor, in, in, not in the recent couple of years, but, you know, when the Elite was still there and, you know, all these classic matches that we got with Punk and Joe and then uh, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards and uh, Austin Aries, and I could keep going on and on after name after name. They were never competing with WWE. It was just the alternative, right? So, and I think that's Triple H's vision. No, I don't I think. That was Triple H's vision with NXT. Mm -hmm. We're never competition. We're our own world. But we're all, But our goal is to perform better than the rest of the talent pool in the WWE banner. That was Triple H's vision. Competition. Exactly. They're not, they're not trying to take anyone out of business. And I think with that mindset, you know, a guy like Triple H, if he really wanted to, and like I said, as, as us as wrestling fans, I think we would want that, especially with, with Ring of Honor. Because 
Ring of Honor, right? And we said this last week. Without Ring of Honor, NXT and AEW aren't a thing anymore. Yeah. So they weren't. They would never be a thing. So what if Triple H does buy a Ring of Honor? And that's just speculation here. Because while there's still like the Ring of Honor diehards that say like, oh, well, they're gonna come back next year. We we don't know that. So what if they have a venue booked for for Dallas for WrestleMania weekend? That don't mean shit. They could always lose out of that money if they one if there's no talent pool, two if they can't book talent, or three if they just don't have the money for it. So. We don't. It's not a secure thing that they're going to come back in April. I mean, I think we all want them to come back. I think we're all we 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 don't want to see a company fail, especially Ring of Honor with all the the history they've given us. Yeah. But like, if Triple H really was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore, and it's not only Triple H putting the, all the investments in, in him finding the right resources, the right team to join on this venture, like. What if Sean and Regal joins them on this venture? Like we we don't know if, if and this is all speculation, right? What if that was to happen? I would love to see Triple H run Ring of Honor. Like what what a fairy tale story is that? You know, yeah. uh, Triple H kind of got the Ring of Honor model, created NXT, then Vince straps away NXT away from him. He leaves WWE and then buys Ring of Honor. Holy shit! You want to talk about <laughs> trending news in the wrestling world? Imagine mm-hmm. seeing that headline. Triple H and talks to buy Ring of Honor. Russo Swerve. We're going to, dude, that next episode of Lucha Outsider Show is just going to be talking about that and who is he going to sign? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, that'd be unbelievable, right? That, that would, like, like I said, it would, it would create for like a really awkward Thanksgiving meal or any meal. Uh, it would definitely put like a, draw a line in, in the sand of like, you know, Triple H and, and the McMahon family. But, Listen, man, if that were ever to happen, that would be awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Like I said, it's hard to fantasy book something like this because it's so, like, I mean, yeah, it could happen, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. eh, probably never will happen. And, I mean, if he wants to do it, he can. And then I, at, we don't know where his And then at, so. at final battle, at the end of the show, Triple H comes out as Paul Levesque and goes, like, I now own yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> and I got two words for you. So <laughs> uh, you know he can't say it because that's trademark. So he'll make he'll just put the mic. Don't, up. don't say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So the somebody just sent the meme, but at this on my on my thing here, somebody sent the meme of um of Roman Reigns showing up for the roster reveal, and it's just him like the like the Will Smith like that final episode. Yeah, <laughs> when he's that. walking, <laughs> like I mean that that's kind of what it feels like with everybody that that basically got let go but again you saw the vision that triple h had but what to me what this did was show the disconnect that mcmahon has with what actually trends because at one point nxt was trending a lot more than raw and smackdown and it was must see tv and you kind of got that vibe Going back to where you had competition in 1998, 99, when you had these promotions going, I think, at the most. But now, again, NXT 2.0, does anybody here enjoy it? Has anybody here watched it? I know I have it. (laughs) Everybody's shaking their head no. So, again, you you see the disconnect. And and unfortunately, the, the, the further we get in, the more... Um, CM Punk had the right idea. He surrounds himself with yes men. That NXT 2.0 is whack. It's 
says the 90s kid. You remember what he said in the pipe bomb promo? <laughs> promo yeah. I'm just another spoke on the wheel, and the wheel's going to keep turning. And that's, you know, it's proof of what happened this week. All the talent that, get, all the talent that got released the last year and a half, two years. Yeah. It, it's insane. And they're, and they're making, they've been, they haven't been this profitable in how long? So it's like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying, too. It's like CM Punk's words are so true because it's like, you know, we could all we, we could sit here and say, oh, all these releases, oh, WWE's going to regret that. But in reality, they're not going to regret any of this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. They're just going to keep moving on with who they have. They are still successful. Vince is very, uh, you know, he, he just in, in – the WWE is in great demand right now. It's, it's just a successful company still. It doesn't matter who they hire, who they fire. They're going to keep going. And that's, that's, that's just the – cold hard reality of it they're not going to regret any of this stuff because they don't need to like i said they're they're going to remain successful and you know that's all vince cares about is, is the money he's bringing in and like dream said before you know the, the all those profits and the margins i don't even know any of that stuff i don't get into that side of the business i'm just a fan like that but um that's all he cares about so i i got the actual numbers from yahoo finance real quick uh where's display here um WWE's net revenue. So after everything, after they spend, they pay, and everybody, two hundred and fifty-five million is what they made oh, in the shit. third quarter. In the third quarter alone, that's still not counting the fourth and what we're going through right now. Um, a lot of it came from like SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown contributed to the top line. But again, like Mario was saying before, th- their profits have never been this high. And remember, they don't have the network expenses anymore they don't have all you know forget the talent that they're cutting it's the expenses too you don't have to worry about live events as much you don't have to worry about changing the design of the set every week because it's all the same pyro has gone away so again no but i'm saying in the scale of what it was at one point so but now their earnings are, are are up so again, to me, business side, they're selling, bro. I'm sorry, that's what I think. Dale. Any any last words before we uh, turn to to some some more uh, better news, some more happier news? Any any last words? There's happy news. Dream. Any anything else you got? Yeah, I, I I'll just say this real quick because everyone wants to see change, or everyone complains about change with WWE, or they're saying, oh, when they release this time, they're gonna go down. They're gonna you know they're gonna suffer. They're never gonna suffer unless the fans are released of WWE. Right. Like until yeah, you, you stop watching, <laughs> you're not you they're nope. not gonna change. They're the most profitable they've been they've been the most profitable, you know, there's uh because you're still watching. You're still going yeah. to shop WWE.com you're still buying merch and all this shit. You want change, stop talking shit and fucking change the channel. Watch something else. But you know what? That that's the gift and the curse, right? And I, when you saying you saying all that, it, it made me think of like this mock-up tweet that says like uh, WWE has come to terms to release the WWE universe. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. But and that's the gift and the curse, right? Because I think us as fans, right? And I, I I think I can speak for almost everyone that that's in in on the show today, right? When we watch a wrestling product, right? We could we we watch it because we're mostly invested in the talent, yeah. right? And I right. think when we like, let's say if I go to WWE shop and I buy a shirt from, like, AJ Styles, for example, right? Because I, I, I got love for AJ Styles. He's, like, one of my favorite wrestlers, right? Right. You know, me buying his shirt doesn't necessarily mean that I'm liking what I'm watching on TV. Man, it's just because right. I want to support him. So it's kind of like the gift and the curse. So I understand not all because there's a lot of people that, for example, will, will legit 
talk shit saying like, oh my God, I hope WWE, you know, goes out of business, et cetera, et cetera. But then they'll still buy a right. ticket to go to Survivor Series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like that's but not. I don't want them to go out of business. Right. I and I don't want to see change, I don't right? think, right. I don't think anyone should want a company to go out of business. I said the same thing about Ring of Honor. Like whether you're a fan of the company or not, you should never want to see a company fail. We just want change. So it's right. kind of like and I, I used to think that way when you were talking about the buying the merch to support that specific wrestler. I thought about that. I, I thought that way, too. Um, I felt guilty and I was very close to start watching Raw again because of Big E being champion. Right. Because I want to support. Right. Mm. But then I, you know, I realized that it does not matter. It does not. If a, if a guy like The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, who yep. I think to this day, they Still actually had to, they put his stuff in clearance. Yeah, they took yeah. They put his stuff in clearance. Then they had to take it out of clearance because it was still so fucking popular. It was making them so much fucking money that if that guy can get released, anyone can get fucking released. Mm -hmm. And like you, at the end of the day, there's just a, a spoke. They're just a, a spoke that can be replaced. They're just a number. And that's it. That's all they're going to be. So it's what matters is if you're if you are invested in the talent, it's what matters is if you continue supporting them after they're gone. And that's that's what, what really matters. In other words, what Mr. Dream is trying to say is like, if you support a wrestler that's contracted by WWE, hit up Dream and he'll make a custom shirt for you about <laughs> that wrestler. And there you go. There you go. That's what, that was, you go. that's what Dream is saying right now. <laughs> exactly. And they'll get their money for and sure. And they'll get their money. <laughs> uh, Ryan, any last words before we move on to some happier stuff? No, you guys just said it best. That's uh, that's what it comes down to. And unfortunately, not a, nobody's going to stop watching. You know, no. I mean, there might be a few of like people like us who are older now who are just like, yeah, this WWE shit's not for me anymore. <laughs> uh, but there's just going to be people that are going to watch no matter what. And quite frankly, I feel like I'm one of those people too. Now, I don't watch Raw every week. I did not watch SmackDown. I haven't watched SmackDown in so long. I'm not sitting home on Friday to watch SmackDown. But like, I will always tune into WWE here and there. You know, I'll always stay in the loop. I'll... I'll I mean, oh, it makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> that I'm going to have to drop mad money uh, in like two weeks on WrestleMania tickets because I do plan on going to Dallas because I love going to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I actually, I have not bought like, a, a shirt on WWE Shop in God knows how long. I, I don't even know what the last shirt I bought was oh. on there. So in that aspect, I don't really support it. Um, but in terms right of like now. buying tickets to shows, still, <laughs> I, got your uh, I mean, I haven't been to WWE show since WrestleMania, so. But, uh. You know, I so my I, I I Dallas, I went there for WrestleMania for WrestleMania 32, even though it was a god awful WrestleMania, but the experience was dope. And if it was a different circumstance, maybe I would have gone to Mania also. Um, but. You know, due to but but it's not on your top to do list. No, 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 no. You would uh, much rather go to Japan before you go. Absolutely, Canada. absolutely. But not well, only yeah. that. But not only that. Um, I think we all are aware with with my personal stuff. So mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stretch that. So that that's why I'm not too comfortable with traveling yeah. like to a Dallas. Now, if it's a little bit closer, nah, that'll be a little bit different story. But like me going to like a Florida or like a Dallas, or whatever, too far away from home under the circumstance. If it was different, mm -hmm. maybe I'll do it now. Doesn't feel like the time is right, and uh, my dad used to always say, "I must tiempo que vida," so I'm taking that to heart. There's more and, time than life, right? So, um, I'll, I'm sure I'll I'll go to another WrestleMania somewhere down the line, but right now it's not the time. But um, let's move on to some more happier news. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm on WWEshop.com, and there's an Otis uh, My Peach T-shirt that we could buy for ten dollars. Anybody? Anybody? No. no? 
Okay, sorry. <laughs> talk talk about people getting released. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> that guy hasn't gotten released. Yeah, I was gonna say we we can go another half hour on this and talk about all the guys like him and Gable who are still employed that you're shocked about. Right. Like, and at least with Gable, he's a fucking talent. Like, I that that's like a, a mini Kurt Angle right there with so much potential. Otis, I really could give two shits about. Him now or before when he was a comedic character. I really do not give a shit about Otis, but let's move on to some more happier stuff, guys. Let's move. Let's end this show the right way and let's talk about AW. Hey, AW, right? Hey, 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 hey. Woo! There you go. No. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's go on to predictions because next week is full gear. So let's get into it. Darby Allen versus MJF in a singles match. <sighs> What's the matter? I think MJF is going to win, but I feel like Darby really needs to win. Uh, mm-hmm. Dream, let's start with you. Uh, I think I think uh, MJF needs to win more than Darby. I feel like Darby still they can they can turn it around. Like he can easily easily bounce back. But I think MJF just lost to Chris Jericho in, in a big time match. Like his last when was the last time he won in the pay per view? Like he lost at the Stadium Stampede. He lost to Jericho. Uh, I think he needs a big win at a pay per view to solidify him as, as a real threat and start building up heels if, well, we'll go down the prediction, but we need heels to start challenging for the title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree with that. I think MJF definitely needs to win. I think uh, he's probably going to win. I think he's going to be at some point a challenger for Hangman Adam Page. I think they're going to win. You know, he, he's, he's the perfect heel, obviously, and in order mm-hmm. for him to, you know, keep you know riding to the top which i think eventually is going to come sooner rather than later he's got to keep winning listen darby's lost a bunch of times okay and it hasn't hurt him yet so, and this yeah. loss is definitely not going to hurt him either so i think it's going to be an awesome match this is going to be like a freaking complete banger i would open up the, the pay-per-view with this match honestly yeah, i think it'll be a pretty good opener leo who you got uh you need to have njf win but cheat to win of course yeah i i was i was watching the uh, video the other day uh, I think it was the the first all out when they had the battle royal and you had um, Orange Cassidy doing his whole shtick with the hands in the pocket and with Billy Gunn and MJF just pops up and throws him over uh, Orange Cassidy and then he just looks like again you're getting heat right mm-hmm. that's what you need from him right like his character has that and I think that that's the number one thing that you're missing right now with heels is they don't cheat to win. That's what you need the heels to do. They need to cheat to win. So in other words, yeah, that's how I have him win. You have him cheat, have him win. It doesn't hurt Darby Allen because he got cheated. Is that whole underdog story that he's still selling? So I'll go with MJF. All right. Uh, or I could have just said MJF and it would have been a lot faster. Okay. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go with this ten man tag street fight. We got the inner circle: Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, um, LAX, PMP, you know, Ortiz, Santana, whatever moniker you want to call them. Versus the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and America's top team, Junior Dos Santos. What's the other cat's name? I always forget the other cat's name. Andre Olowski. Andre Olowski. And then Dan Lambert, which, man, this past Wednesday, was it this Wednesday when they did the announcements on who's going to be, uh, who's going to be, uh, yeah. uh, you know, representing America's top team? The second Dan Lambert got on the mic and was like, oh, I'm number one, I was like, this guy's going to be in the match. The second yeah, he said that, yeah. I was like, <laughs> 
He's going to be in the yeah. match. And shout outs to um, Paige, because, man, if she wanted to, like, give up fight, like, you know, the, the bare knuckle fighting shit mm-hmm. or just fighting in general, I think she has potential to be, you know, yeah. like a, a, a wrestling character, whether it's like a, a manager or maybe just get into wrestling, period. I think she could be a great heel. So, um I'm going to go with the inner circle here. Um, I think this could go either way, but I'm going to go with the inner circle. Who you got, Dream? Yeah, I think uh, the inner circle probably. Um, you know, I like, I don't know what their what the future is for the MMA guys. I don't know if they're going to continue on after this storyline. I don't, I don't know. If they're. I don't see a future for them. I don't see a future for them to continue there. Andre is still with the UFC. He's still fighting. He just won his last fight. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know if any of those guys are going to say, if anyone's going to stay, and I hate saying this because I'm not a fan of Paige Van Zandt, uh, but it would probably be her to stay with AEW. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has a, she, um, she has potential, bro. She has potential. Yeah, no lie. I, I, she does. I'm not going to take that away from her. My problems with Paige Van Zandt is that, um, you know, I have followed her throughout mixed martial arts and what is more important to her and from what she's shown me what is more important to her is being famous yeah it's being famous not so much what she truly is passionate about we're passionate so i don't you know i don't want her to get the shine when there's so many other girls busting their ass to get their shine right 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 right, right. all right so that's that uh, you know that's as far as i'll go with her but um in other words dream what dream is trying to say is this inner circle (laughs) 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 uh ryan who you got yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious that Inner Circle are going to go over here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to see what happens to the MMA guys afterwards. I would keep Dan Lambert around because I know he's, he's a great. very passionate wrestling he's fan. And he's great. He's so funny, dude. He cracks me up so, all the time. So and I think good. him managing um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan yeah. Page is awesome. Yeah, I just feel like when you bring in the MMA guys, it takes the shine off of the two guys who you're really trying to get over here in this situation. So right. um, after this, they lose and let them go back and do whatever they got to do. Paige Van Zandt is contracted, I'm pretty sure, by bare knuckle fighting too. Still, so I don't. It's yeah. not like it's not like she's gonna like sign with AEW like next week. Um, well, here's so can I go real quick just to rant real ahead. fast about it because you just opened it up for me. She gets a <laughs> congratulation. <laughs> she gets a congratulations, congratulations big time because you played yourself. Daddy. When she got out of the UFC, Bellator immediately offered her a contract and offered her a pretty big contract. She she rejected it. She said it wasn't enough. Then bare knuckle fighting comes along, offers her the contract, a lot of money. She loses two fights in a row. She's getting her ass whooped. She's got really bad injuries. I mean, it's bare knuckles. She, she, you see her hands, look it up on Instagram. Her hands were destroyed from her last fight. She's got one more fight in bare knuckle fighting. And before AEW, she was already petition. She was already trying to get back into Bellator. Like she was trying to go on social media and tell Bellator to basically please sign her. Because she she was trying to make it a, a, like a, oh I want to fight side by side my my I don't husband. fucking know her name Leo <laughs> Leo makes me laugh because when you was just telling us all this about like how you played himself played herself or whatever like with the like giving up the Bellator contract and going to bare knuckle fighting and you start describing like yo she fucks up her knuckles or whatever yeah. Leo just goes like. Hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and, and I wrote on Bing to see her knuckles. I put bare knuckle girl MMA because I cannot remember her name. Paige Van Zant. There you go. And, and immediately she comes up. I'll tell you what. One thing is she's not bad to look at. Give her that. Hello. Well, of course not. But oh, that's God what damn. we were saying before. It's like that she cares about her OnlyFans and her Instagram. Right. That's basically it. You follow her on there. It's is, it, is there anything else out recommend. there? Let, let me put it this way. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very. And and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. But if I was a female, right, and I was attracted, guess what I would be doing? I would be out there with OnlyFans and all that shit. Yo, that's a money <laughs> fucking grab oh, right there. Yeah. Anybody that does that shit, good for oh, them. Oh God damn. Holy that's shit. That's not the problem. Mm. Yeah, that that's not the problem. The problem, like Brian was saying, is uh, the problem is how dedicated is she to that industry? How dedicated is she going to be to pro wrestling? When she was in the UFC, she took one fight and it was immediately in uh, Dancing with the Stars. Then she took another fight and then she she dropped out and she showed up like she said that she had some sort of injury, but she showed up at another reality TV show. And it's like, uh, yeah. And then um, they offered her another fight and she's like, oh, I make more money on my OnlyFans than this. And so it's like, I feel like she's just going to be trouble with AEW. And there's so many women there and there's so many women on free agency. We got Mercedes Martinez celebrating 20 years in the fucking business. Love Mercedes. You know, those are... Yeah, those fucking girls are the ones that deserve shine, and I I would hate to see if Paige Van Zandt gets the shine before maybe, anybody else. Maybe does. someone like Mercedes Martinez needs to just go up to fucking Paige Van Zandt and just tell her this. Just saying. Or she could just show up at her house and punch. It. Wait. <laughs> All right. Next match. Next match. Oh, by the way, in a circle for me. So okay, cool. It, it doesn't help to uh, any of the storyline. All right. Uh, next match. Um, a match I'm very, very excited about, and that's my guys, the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. I expect this match to be a classic. Um, I, I expect them to go full force because they gave us kind of a taste of what that match could be mm-hmm. when they were when FTR mm-hmm. was like the fake luchadors on Rampage or whatever, which that was a really good match. And they didn't even go all the way. So I can only imagine what they're going to do on pay-per-view. But I'm going to go with my guys, the Lucha Bros, to retain those AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, Ryan, who'd you got? Yeah, yeah. I think the Lucha Bros definitely got this in the bag. It's going to be an awesome, awesome tag match. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, I don't see them pulling the belts off right. the Lucha Bros this early. You know, I think they deserve a more lengthy run. Mm-hmm. Especially with FTR being the AAA tag champs, so they don't, they don't really right, right. set a title. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I want to see FTR become AEW World Tag Team Champions again someday. Right, me it too. happens at some point, but, but now's not right the right time. Uh, Dream? Yeah, I think they're going to retain, uh, although I wouldn't be surprised if FTR does win. But I, my vote's on, on Lucha, Lucha Bros. Uh, Leo, who'd you got? Los Brothers. I, I want to add this too, and I've said this on previous episodes before, but uh, I'll say it again. So, you know how like WWE like removed like their whole TLC pay per view and and etc. I would like at some point uh, AEW to kind of come up with their own version of the of a TLC match and see like the Bucks, FTR, the Lucha Brothers, and then uh, Proud and Powerful. Like I would like to see those four teams go at it like in a TLC esque match. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to see, like, teams pay tribute to the past, those are the perfect four teams to do it. What oh, spot do you want to see? Um, I mean, they, they they could do some of the Hardy Boy stuff that could obviously do, like, what we saw with Edge and Jeff and then probably make, a tw- make their own versions of it, like, maybe with, like, a twist of it. But yeah. I think if we're talking about, like, paying tribute to the past, I think those four teams are the teams that they should do it. Okay. All right. Dale. Next match. 
Oh man, you talk about selling you on a match two weeks before the pay per view, <laughs> not less than two weeks on a pay per view, and that's fucking CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. And man, that fucking segment on Rampage this week was intense. Um, you know what? And then maybe I'm just a mark for this shit, but a lot of this stuff felt shooty. Um, a lot of this stuff felt like there's real, like yeah. there might be real animosity there, especially coming from Kingston yeah. side of things. You think? Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm really excited for this match. And you know, the this match right here, I, I do expect CM Punk to go over. But if Kingston does go over, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. I think, um, you know, I expect this the, the environment. I f- expect the audience to be split down the middle. Let's go, Eddie. Let's go, Punk. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're I think we're in for a classic, man. Um, on Saturday night at Full Gear, uh, Dream. Who you got between Kingston and Punk? I can't wait, but uh, man, I really want Eddie to go. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really do. I, we we all know CM Punk is not going to be hurt over a loss. No, he's. I not. don't think so. He he won't be. And and as a matter of fact, maybe a loss will do him good and and, and uh, make you more interested in him because now you'll have the uh, oh is he going to turn heel? Is he you know what is he going to do? Can they have a series of fights uh, of matches or whatever? You know, um, I think there's more to gain with Eddie winning than CM Punk winning because I think if CM Punk wins, he's just going to move on to the next challenge, and that's about it. Right. Uh, who'd you got, Ryan? Yeah, listen, CM Punk can lose, okay? He can lose, and he'd be fine. Like, putting over a guy like Eddie Kingston would be massive, okay? If Eddie is the first one to defeat CM Punk in over seven years, that is massive for Eddie Kingston. And I feel like like CM Punk himself does realize that he wants to put over some of these guys. Mm -hmm. I just think Tony Khan, and and not that Tony Khan doesn't feel the same way, but I think Tony's thinking more of like, you know, in terms of like storyline purposes too, if, you know, he wants to make CM Punk eventually like get his way back up to the top and maybe challenge for the world title or something like that, or maybe face off a Kenny Omega or something. Maybe he just feels like he needs to ride CM Punk's momentum. He needs to keep winning as many matches as he can. Uh, to create this like undefeated, you know, type of encounter if he ends up facing like, you know, whoever it is, Hangman, Kenny, Brian, because Brian could be undefeated at that time too. So maybe, maybe, maybe at the next pay per view, right? They want to do Danielson versus Punk and it's like the battle of the undefeated, right? I don't know, but I would love if Eddie Kingston went over here. It'd be huge for him. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I think Punk's going over. I, I, what I also would like to see um, if, Either one, whether Punk was to go over or Kingston was to go over, because both of them are so beloved, right? Um, and you heard it in the crowd, right, this past week when they when they were going, saying, you know, throwing the jabs at each other. And and I'll tell you what, man, I, I feel like if anyone won that little promo battle, I'll say it was Kingston. I think Kingston got over on Punk in that segment. But what I will say is, at the end of the match, I will like they, they don't have to be best friends, they don't have to hug it out, but I would like to see that respect where they just looked at each other and maybe. They say things to each other where the mic can't where the mic can't pick it up, and then they just shake hands. I think that would be like a good feel moment for for the audience. It would just look like all right, they they battled, they beat the shit out of each other, and now they're just shaking hands. So I think that will actually even that would do good for Kingston too, whether he wins the match or loses the match. Just just seeing that sign of respect, you know, whatever. Hey, we 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 have our differences, etc. We we put it all out here, and you know, you got my respect. So I think that would be, mutual respect. I think that would be a pretty cool moment. Uh, Leo, who you got on this match? I actually I, I follow what Ben Cliff was saying there on the <laughs> chat. He's saying I'd rather Eddie win, but I can't see CM Punk losing anytime soon. 
Uh, again, it, it, I think if you're going to have somebody beat CM Punk, then that has to be a three-match series. And I don't see this match as being a three-match series. I think this is a one-off. They get their stuff in. They get their stuff out. Like you said, at the end of the match, they shake hands. And nos yeah. vemos next week. Dale. So they, they announced this match also this week on, on, on uh, I think it was Dynamite, or maybe it, it was Rampage, I forget. Um, so we got Christian Cage, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson in a False Count Anywhere match. Now, if you guys remember, the 10-man tag, Inner Circle versus America's top team, that's a street fight. So we're getting two street fights on this card. Right. Um, not hating on it. I'm sure both matches are going to be dope <laughs> and entertaining. But this is like very TNA-esque style booking where... I remember TNA would book like so many different gimmick matches like in one night. So that's what it made me think of. Not complaining. I'm just, you know, just just an observation. Um, this is one of those situations where I think the super click is gonna win, but I also think like they could afford an L. Um, especially yeah. having like maybe one of the young bucks get the pin if you want to protect Adam Cole to give like Jurassic Express, you know, and Christian Cage the win. But I'm gonna go with the super click. Uh Ryan, who'd you got? I think I think uh, the Super Click's going to lose, actually. I feel like okay. they've won almost all the encounters that they've had mm -hmm. um, with these guys and, and really all the trios matches that they've had so far. I think, you know, loss is not going to really hurt them. I, I just feel like Jurassic Express more so mm -hmm. um, needs something, you know. Right. Um, but I agree with you on the booking aspect of it. I would have loved to see Adam Cole versus Christian Cage one-on-one -on -one instead. And then, you know, I don't want to mm -hmm. see the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express again, but, yeah. like, <laughs> Based on what the storyline is, right? You know that would have made more sense than doing this type of match, but um, it'll be good nonetheless. But I, I do think Jurassic Express goes over here. I think Jungle Boy gets a big win. I don't know if he pins Adam Cole. I think uh, he picks one of the. I think he pins one of the Bucks. If they I think go he over. pins one of the Bucks, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dream. You know, I never thought I'd say this about a Super Click or a Young Bucks match, but I don't really care. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm not very interested in, the, in this match. I don't feel like it's going to – if anyone's going to benefit from it, it should be Jungle Boy. And uh, I'm honestly waiting for Jungle Boy to just um, go on a major thing. I mean, he, they've tried already, but he hasn't won anything. Right. But for him to go on a major singles run and uh, I don't know, they'll separate them. I don't, you know, don't want to say that, but – I don't know. It's just something about Jurassic Express right now that's not fitting for me. Like, especially with Christian Cage in there. Like, I don't believe it. I don't believe that they're tight. You know, I don't believe that they're friends. Uh, I believe the Super Click are friends. So that's that's obvious. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I'll pick a winner just for the sake of the show. And I'll say that um, I think Jungle Boy should pin someone. Uh, it, it would be cool if he pins Adam Cole. But, yeah, I think uh, Jurassic Express will win uh, because Jungle Boy is going to I think they're I think they're very protective on Adam Cole right now. They're being very protective with him. So I don't I don't see him getting pinned. I see one of the Bucks getting pinned. But I what you know, you said about like kind of Jurassic Express Jungle Boy and Luchasaur kind of being like not lost in the shuffle, but like you don't Whoa. What was that? Um No, that was that was my wife. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, what was that? What happened here? I'm like, who's who's um who's, who's getting who, who's getting murdered in the back or something? Uh, that's, uh, that's that's one of our dogs. All right. Somebody's getting pinned. Go so um what I was so what I was saying is while they kind of feel like kind of lost, one thing that's undoubtable is the fact that they're over. Fucking Jungle Boy and Lucha Source, they are over. No matter what they do, they get a huge yeah. pop. So um they don't even have to wrestle. Right. They get they get a pop. They definitely get a reaction, yeah. which is a good thing and it's an upside. There's no doubt that they're over in anything like that. I just I think I'm more with with what Dream was saying too. It's like 
you just want to see more out of right. these guys. You know, I mean, ever since Adam Cole showed up, I mean, they've been feuding with the same guys, right? I mean, this is this storyline's been going on for a lot, long time now. I think a lot of people are just over it at this point, so I feel like this should be it, final, the finale. That's why I think Jurassic Express should go over. Let's all move on to something else. Right. And then, like I said, Jungle Boy's the one we're all looking forward to the most here in, you know, in terms of, you know, advancing uh, into the future. So that's it. And you, you said Adam Cole getting signed and showing up at AEW, you seeing all these other towns get pushed aside. But I would still see Keith Lee and Karrion Cross and all these other towns show up <laughs> in the AEW, though. <sighs> No By the way, no si- sidebar, Iridian Fierro is saying, oh, my God, Dream is on. Hi, Iridian. Hi, Iridian. Hi, restaurant Iridian. Hi, restaurant. No, we were not talking about Marco Iridian. Just, just Actually, she did. We were talking about Jurassic Express, but we weren't talking about Marco. Her next uh, 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 chat was Marco gets a pop. He will get a pop if he even shows up. Well, he's kind of been not. He's, yeah. He's been in the lost and found. He hasn't been on TV. Well, I mean, somebody probably Yeah, I know. Where's he been? Yeah. I guess maybe, maybe he, he turns into on the uh, storyline, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Christian oh. Cage is the new Marco stunt. No pun with what Ryan just said. He doesn't fit. <laughs> oh, the, oh, he doesn't fit. Get it? Get it? Yeah, yeah I got it. You got it? You got, got it, Leo? I got, I got it. I'm I got saying. it. I'm I got saying. it. All right. I'm not that old. Uh, well, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, for a for a, for a, what you call it for a match that kind of just happened, you know, where they kind of call an audible due to the mox thing. Kind of looking forward to it, and that's Brian Danielson and Miro. Yes. Um, for the final for this World uh, Championship Eliminator Tournament. <sighs> this is a tough one to call because it, it, it kind of like it kind of goes with like who wins in the main event. Um, mm-hmm. so. I should, just for the sake, I'm going with Brian. I think Brian's gonna go over. Uh, who'd you got, Dream? Uh, I yeah. Again, like you said, it depends on who wins the title. You know that it was where you booked that. But um, I my instinct is that Adam um, Page will win. So I'm gonna say Miro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it, when it, and it's not about face versus heel. It's just about like he just won the title, and obviously everyone's a fan. You know. Um, Brian Danielson is a fan favorite, so you, you kind of book yourself in the corner where you're gonna already make you're already burying your champion, you know, because everyone's gonna go for for Brian Danielson. So um, I think Miro. Ryan, Oof, this is interesting. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, listen, I, I was sold on saying Brian Danielson, but then you guys really brought up a good point of like, you know, yeah, it's it's that's gonna be tough, man. That crowd reaction, I mean, as big as. Uh, as much as Adam Page is over, man. Like, Oliver! Oliver! Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver's a new character in the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, man, I just can't see Brian losing, though. I don't know. Unless Miro, like, wins in some gazy finish, I just can't see Brian losing, you know? Sim- similar to, to what I said with Punk earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would make more sense to have Miro be the first one to challenge Hangman, but I- I'm going to go with Brian just as a safe bet. Um, I do think this match is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, me I too. can't wait for it. Me too. And, and that's the thing with, with, with tournaments, you know, kind of like what, what Dream was saying before, you know, it's not uh, face versus heel. With these tournaments, you could have two faces, like, face each other uh, at, at in the final. But I think, again, uh, Daniel Bryan, well, I still call him Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry. Uh, but... I think it'll be a good match. 
But you guys are what? No, I can't call him that. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But uh, but uh, what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, like you have to look at these guys, right? And you have to understand what makes sense, right? Like you know, we were talking about before, you got to let the storyline play out, right? But there is no storyline right now. It's a tournament. Yep. So again, just enjoy it for what it is. At the end of the day, I'm okay with either guy winning. Um, but just don't have it be like a stupid finish. That's all. I, that's all I I go for. I, I- I honestly think I have to change my pick, though. This is bothering me. Like, I feel like, like it's bothering me. Like, How much like, time do you need, cause, like, Ryan? Because <laughs> I'm sure that... I'm sure that... Ma, uh, ma, ma, I feel like Mox was supposed to go over, man. So it's like, I just feel like they should stick with the heel and go Miro, man. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting too into You know, so since you, since you mentioned Moxley right now, man... If there if there was a planned heel turn, you could scrap that because there's no way you could turn him heel now when he comes back. There's no way he's heel uh, when he true. comes back. Yeah, there's yeah. no way that dude's gonna be so beloved. And you know, come, when he makes his return, there's no way he's gonna be a heel now. True. Yeah. So make Miro that Miro that that heel that they wanted to make Moss. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though he already is. <laughs> All right. Uh, women's championship match. Uh, Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, defending against Tay Connie. Listen, Britt Baker's going over. Listen, Tay yeah. Connie, she looks amazing. Um, she has a lot <laughs> of potential. Um, she's definitely um, has shown me things in AEW that she was doing it. She wasn't doing it in NXT because um, they just let her go in AEW. But there's no way she's being Britt Baker, and that's it. Britt Baker's retaining. Dream. Yeah, I mean, we can go on to the next match because for sure, <laughs> Britt Baker's gonna win. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is a pretty obvious one. I I, I do like me some uh, some Ty Conti though, and I do like what she's shown us in the last She has, I I really do think she she has gotten so much better and has improved yep. a lot. But um, so I'm looking forward to the match. I curious to see what she could do and how they work together. But uh, yeah, man, if I'm putting all my chips on on the table, it's obviously Britt Baker. All right. So I showed my teenage son, uh, T- uh, Tia Conti, and after an extensive Google search, that's his favorite wrestler now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Britt Baker's going to win. <laughs> All right. Main uh, event time. Uh, uh, one year in the making, I guess. And we have Kenny Omega defending the AW World Championship against Hangman Adam Page. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss people <laughs> off. So Uh-oh. so Do check it. this out. That's so check this here. out. So check this out, right? So going back to going back to the summer leading into all out, I went on record as saying, listen, if there's anywhere where Hangman Adam Page should beat Kenny Omega for that world championship, it should be in all out Chicago, obviously. Um, I don't know if Audibles were called or this was just planned. Hangman Page was not at all out. We got obviously Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. And, you know, Hangman then made his return a couple weeks ago, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, the ladder match is a surprise entrant joker. He wins the match. And now he's um, going to face Kenny Omega at, uh, I was going to say full, uh, all out, but it's at full gear. Okay. <clears throat> so if I'm going with my heart, if I'm going as a. F- my fandom, I'm gonna say Hangman Page. But one thing I want to point out to you guys in recent weeks, it feels like Hangman Adam Page is always getting the better of Kenny Omega. Yeah. And it just feels like it's too good to be true. And just by that alone, I have a funny feeling Kenny Omega is gonna retain. It might not even be a clean finish. It might be due to interference of Don Cowles. Where's Don Cowles been? We don't know. Yeah. Well, we don't yeah. know where Don Cowles has been at. So I have a funny feeling that Kenny Omega is going to retain 
and you keep on adding more heat. And one thing that we've noticed also about Hangman Page's return is, besides the fact that he he continues getting the better the better of the elite and the better of Kenny Omega. Listen, all, for all the schmucks and the pet guys that were talking so much shit when he was absent, like, oh my god, they're burying Hangman. Oh, it should be Hangman fucking beating Kenny uh, Kenny Omega at all out, whatever. This guy has not lost steam whatsoever. So if we get a finish where it's not a clear cut win from Kenny Omega's be like part of it, I feel like you could stretch this out better. I think I think you could stretch stretch this, stretch this out better and more. And then ultimately, maybe at Revolution, I don't know, where Hangman finally defeats Kenny Omega. You know, maybe third time's a charm here. Um, but that's where I'm going with. I'm going to go <laughs> with Kenny Omega, and that might piss some people off, but that's my pick. Kenny Omega <laughs> retains at full gear. Ryan, you look like you're indecisive over there. So, Ryan, <laughs> talk to me, bro. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I can really agree with you. Um, I don't think it's a far gone conclusion that hangman is winning. If this match happened at all out, there was no way he was, I was, I, I literally was so convinced that he, he would have went over, but now I'm not so convinced. I don't know. I mean, my heart wants to pick hangman, mm-hmm. um, but I could definitely see them going Omega. And you know what? They go Omega, man. <laughs> Listen, AEW, AEW has a good rapport with, with the crowd, right? Okay, like, they don't really piss a lot of people off. I mean, of course, there's going to be haters out there, but, like, the diehard AEW right, fans right, right, are right. satisfied, you know, with what AEW does and their booking and all that stuff. I feel like they go Omega here. <laughs> they are going to piss AEW. And you know what? I'm all for it. I am all for it. I want it. The internet is going to be in a freaking uproar. You're going to see people going, fuck AEW. I'm done watching it. Tony Khan thinks she's And they'll be at the next show and watching it on Wednesday and Friday night. Oh, baby. I want it. Oh, baby. In that case, give me Omega. Yeah, there you go, Ryan. There you go. And good night. Dream, who you got, bro? I'm gonna say this with all the love in the world. I, I hate you, Mario. Why? Because <laughs> Why? I was so sure. I was so sure <laughs> I wanted Adam Page to win. I was so sure he was gonna win. Now you bring up that scenario. You say everything you say. Now I'm now I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it, but, uh, but I'm not like I'm not even trying to be a heel here. I'm just pointing out the obvious. No, it just feels yeah. too good to be true. And you're right. And since leading up to this. Hangman has been getting the better of Kenny Omega, the elite. So I feel like I don't think it's a time yet. And I think Omega's going to retain. I agree with you, man. Um, I, you know, I don't have a problem with Omega going over because um, wait, people are going to get pissed off, but they're not going to get as pissed off or uh, AEW's not going to get as much criticism if at the end of the day, the one to beat Omega is a quote unquote former WWE guy. Right. So as long as Adam Page gets yeah. it, uh, man, where there's revolution or whatever, he gets it. Um, yeah, uh, I can see either one now. Uh, but for sure, I thought Adam Page was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, another thing that maybe will set the tone for me would be if uh, the Super Click uh, loses, and then you know, then possibly maybe Omega will lose, and at the end of the day. They, they can do some sort of angle where they're like, uh, you know, they all lost at a pay-per-view and they kind of start blaming each other, kind of maybe not breaking up, but starting 
uh, planting the seeds with it, which they already did like a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yep. Start planting a seed of a potential We're, Omega versus Adam Cole. Well, that that's and, definitely once Omega drops the title, whenever that does happen. And I do agree with you; it needs to be Hangman Page. I just don't feel like right now is the right time. But when that does right. happen, you should start see the dissension of the elite, where it leads ultimately to that Adam Cole Kenny Omega match. Yeah, it's like you know what four years in the making. Uh, it's okay. I feel like it's long. like four or five years in the yeah, making because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, five years yeah. in the making because they were already like there was already tension when they were in the Bullet Club. So it's like five years. Yeah, ago. exactly. Because that's yeah. where it was, that's where it all started. Yeah. Kenny Omega, quote unquote, killed Adam Cole on BT, and then they bring Marty. Oh, never mind. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, what you were gonna say something, bro? Yeah, I just like want to say like this. I love this though. Like I love how like it's not like that obvious on who's going to win here. Like we legit don't know what direction they're going. And when's the last time there was a world title match on a pay-per-view in any promotion? I'm not just talking about in AEW. I'm right. talking WWE. I'm talking even impact, right? And they just had their bound for glory pay-per-view. Mm. I, I think everybody predicted that Josh Alexander was going to go over, you know, Christian, right? Mm. I know what happened afterwards, but which, um, which, which know, was great booking on impacts part too, the whole moves thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like, it's not, this is not as predictable as, we've seen you know i mean kenny omega up until this point it's just like okay who did he face moxley at um at revolution right in that barbed wire death match nobody thought he was losing that belt then he faces um orange cassidy and uh um, and Pac in that triple threat nobody thought he was to lose the belt faces christian cage at all out nobody thought he was going to lose that belt okay mm-hmm. nobody thinks he's going to lose the belt until maybe now and right. I just love how this world title match on a pay-per-view, it's the way it should be. It's not predictable. You're not going to be like, well, this guy's not going to lose. He's definitely going to retain. No, this is interesting now. They could really go either way, and I don't know what direction they're going to go in. So I love it. Ryan, you're going you're gonna to pop for this too. And then also, selfishly, I want Kenny Omega to retain. So next week when we meet him, we take a picture with the belt with Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> Word. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So selfishly, I, I, that. That yep. selfishly, I still want Kenny Omega to win also. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Now we could be selfish for that. We paid a lot of money for that. Let's go. We we also need belt over his shoulder. We also need to to remember that that wrestling isn't always where the guy that we want is gonna win. They they need to invoke some kind of reaction. Right. And Omega keeping the belt. Is gonna get people like all riled up, dude. I want to see that. But Leo. you're gonna get people talking about. I want to see people to get pissed off, off and and talk smack or whatever. Kind of like what Ryan was saying before. I want. I want to, the internet to lose it. I'm here for the but chaos, most, people. I am here for the shenanigans and the go. chaos. Let's go, baby. The and I also you. love the third time's the charm story, too, that you said, too. Listen. I love that. Because right. Hangman Hangman could literally say, this is my last chance, third time's the charm. If I don't win here, I'm ne- he could, and then that would make it obvious. He could be like, well, I'm, I'm never challenging for the world title if I don't win it here. This is it. Or I might leave AEW. Because I have nothing else to fight for if I can't I'll win I'll this retire. time. I love that. So I'm going listen, with that. I think that's how it's going to play. Listen, Ryan, I'm just a talker here, okay? Listen, that's, all, that's all I do, right? <laughs> listen, my DMs are open. You could contact me in my email. If you want me to book you a story, I got you. All right? There you go. Well, I Dream's going to need you to book some stories. There you go. There you go. Ah. It all connects. It all connects. Yeah. You see? It all yeah. connects. It all yes. connects. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. Speaking of which, Dream, Dream, anything you want to, listen, the floor is yours. Anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about before we wrap up, Dream. Get fucking ready for 2022. There you go. Because we've got a lot of fucking shit coming. We're going to fucking... 
Boom, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> His own drops. <laughs> we got some. We got some fucking things coming. Uh, things are in the works, but it's looking like it's going to be a great year next year. And uh, I'm really excited for what we're coming, what's coming. So in the meantime, between time, uh, all of you, please go to uh, dreammatchwrestling.shop and sign up to our email list. That way you're going to get news on everything and anything that's coming up. Uh, like, Dude, just fucking stay tuned because I'm so fucking excited and I'm going to spoil shit right now. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Follow me at Dream Match Wrestling uh, on Instagram, uh, the official DMW on Twitter, and always go to uh, dreammatchwrestling.shop, sign up to our email list. Also, if you find it within your hearts, because all this shit fucking costs a lot of money, um, you know, making your dream come true costs fucking money. But <laughs> if you guys find it within your hearts, especially during this time of giving, uh to donate a dollar uh you know we don't need much more than that from from if everyone that followed us donated a dollar i'd be so fucking happy uh you know to kind of help us out to make this a little this transition and this uh trying to make the, our dreams come true and everything that we had planned for 2022 would go a lot smoother if we had a little bit of extra income that we can spend on it so uh yeah so go there donate uh share like follow everything let everybody know about us. Tell your favorite wrestlers too. Tell AEW stop fucking uh, stop, stop 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 being a bitch. You know? <laughs> Hire me, bro. <laughs> we, <laughs> stop 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 playing with yourself. You, you guys know that you want what I, what we can offer. So hit us up. Uh, Dream. Uh, I know you say you have somewhere to go. Are you want to stick uh, stick with us to the outro, or you really got to go? Uh, well, yeah, I do got to go, but if the outro is coming up right now, I can stick around for the outro. All right. Uh, okay. It's, it's up to you. Whenever you guys sign off, you sign off. Ryan, give me your plug, All right. man. All right. At Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Uh, if you're not following on there yet, not really sure where you've been. At Royal Ramble Wrestling on Instagram and Wrestling Radar YouTube. Uh, subscribe for some cool content that uh, is on hold right now, but we got some good stuff up there, so go check it out. And don't forget, if you do not follow Ryan and everything he just mentioned, he will kill your promotion. Leo, yes, yes, give me yes. a plug, Zan. Uh, <laughs> I follow Ryan, so don't kill losradio.com. Uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the Spanish people, losradio.com. And for Puerto Ricans, losradio.com. Uh, just losradio.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some quick house cleaning news before we end the show. Next week there will be no show, but oh, Ryan if you closed us too? No, oh. no, 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 oh, no, 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 oh. no, just taking a week oh, off. Oh, but okay. if you do see, <laughs> we'll be at the um, big event in New York and Queens or whatever. Ryan will be there. I will be there, and also Lucha Outsiders alumni Sammy Suplex will be there. So yeah. if you see us, Woo! say what's up. Yeah. So see us. Say what's up oh, to us. Same. You know, we'll chop it off as long as you're not a peckerhead and if you don't stink and you're not fucking annoying. Um, you can follow me at RadarSys87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, Tuna, La Mesla App, LowShareL.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. Ryan of Honor. <laughs> you, I need a shirt. You're the new. You're the, <laughs> I got you, bro. Yo, you're the new Mr. ROH. Yes. The guy that single handedly killed. Ryan, Ring Dream Match Wrestling. Ryan versus ROH. Oh. Put my picture in there with the, uh, with the ROH logo. Winner gets the 
ROH moniker. Oh my god. It's not it. Listen, it's not even going to be Triple H showing up at Final Battle. It's going to be Ryan. He's like, now I own ROH. Yes, man. I may make a run in at Final Battle. And I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. That's it. Oh, my God. I should draw Ryan with uh, his Twitter fingers like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to put the finger guns. You got to put the finger guns. You got to put the pew-pews. The pew-pews. You know what? We could actually do mock up something with Ring of Honor's logo and just change the ring and the Ryan. just put a Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could we could definitely do that. This is something we could work on. Uh, by the way, we didn't get to talk about it on the air, but uh, uh, I think somebody's going to be going to Tropicana Field. Oh my god! Fuck <laughs> that place. <laughs> Look, I right. gotta fucking make a tour out there. I gotta go with my for, for my job. Oh, God. Not looking forward Have to it. Have fun. Fuck that place. Look, look, <laughs> look at how happy Ryan looks when you mention Tropicana Field. I love it. I love that place. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> Let's All go. right. For Just Mr. Down, Dream, yeah. Dream Match Wrestling, for Ryan Radar, yeah. for the old man Leo. Oh, yeah. I'm yours truly, <laughs> Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep Radar and stay too sweet. Good. Mm-hmm. And good.